Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSEN, the sports betting network. Of the Lombardi line presented as always by DraftKings on VEASAN and DraftKings Network alongside three-time Super Bowl winning executive and strategist Mr. Michael Lombardi. I'm Stormy Tony. We're coming to you from coast to coast. Michael out there in Jersey. I'm live at Circa Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas. We're in about 30 minutes. We will have the VP of Circa, Mr. Mike Palm, who will join us live in studio. Talk through Circa Survivor, Circa Millions Options. We got Palms pressing three like we always do on a Thursday. But before we wrap up hour one Michael we were talking a lot about the Dallas Cowboys and some rumors about hey if the if Dallas doesn't have success this postseason maybe Mike McCarthy could have some question marks about his future there's a report from Dalton Schultz that came out moments ago that evidently the Cowboys are looking into Jordan Schultz excuse me that the I see talking Cowboys I'm thinking Dalton but that (laughs) Jordan Schultz NFL insider over there at Bleacher Report is reporting that Dak Prescott looking to be in line for a contract extension 55 to 60 million dollars and so clearly he's been playing well and his coach has been a big part of that right I mean look that this is the problem with the NFL Dak you know everybody was complaining that Dak didn't really earn the contract that he had the first time that they had to overpay him that Jerry trapped himself into a bad contract and now he's played really well nobody's saying that he's playing to the contract especially considering the move that was made to make McCarthy run the offense so this is the concern you have about the National Football League is these quarterback contracts are really getting expensive once you get to that 50 then next thing you know somebody wants to get the 60 and then then you're going to change it around are they really worth it you know when you start to dedicate that much of the cap to one player can you really lead the team we're not basketball right you you know the 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 phoenix guns can have three max contracts and then fill in the roster with minimum guys you can't do that in football so i think to me Look, Dak's play well. This is further evidence that McCarthy's not going anywhere. Why would you extend Dak if he's having his best year and not acknowledge McCarthy? So it makes no sense at all. Where do you sit on that, though? Because that, that, that big picture conversation that you mentioned, can you pay a guy and have success? We look at the Chargers this past year and Justin Herbert gets paid and we see how that ultimately transpired in yeah. Dallas specifically. Do you think it'll work? 
I, I think it's really hard. I think it takes it, it tears apart your team in the depth aspect. Look at the Cowboys offensive line right now. They have no depth. Right, Tyron Smith misses a game. They, their depth is bad, and they, they do a great. The Cowboys do a great job. Will McClay, they do a great job of drafting. They really do. They're a very good personnel department there. They do a wonderful job. But the problem is you can't you can't just continue to find offensive linemen on the street, and it's hard. And so you lose elements of your team. And Jerry, fortunately, has a fairly good cash flow, and he can pay players and buy himself out of a little bit of cap trouble. But eventually, it gets you. It's hard. It's really hard to do and so no I think like for example you know like I think Brock Purdy should be the MVP I think he's playing really well would I pay him 50 million a year no I would go to Brock Purdy and say look Brock you're really a good player but you know we can't pay you ever as much as all these other guys you're gonna have to take 30 million and so we can have the team around you that helps us you're gonna have to be Tom Brady see nobody wants to be Brady nobody wants to take the smaller contract and help their team Understandable. Everybody wants the money. I get that. We all want the money. But in a team sport, when you pay that, all you need to do is look at the Indianapolis Colts. Peyton Manning won one Super Bowl. He never took a discount. Now, was that why they only won one Super Bowl? Maybe because they didn't have great depth. And also, just to be fair in the Tom Brady of it all, Brock Purdy also doesn't have a Giselle like Tom had it, it, when she was like the richest person in the world as a model. So there's that aspect yeah. of it, too. You know, he could sure. he could give up a little bit more of the funds than maybe uh, a Brock Purdy could in this spot. But did you know, speaking of quarterbacks, did you know, Michael, we have seen yeah. 59, 59 oh different God. signal callers start NFL games this season. And that number is going to bump up again this week with Jarrett Stidham and Jacoby Brissett entering the chat to make starts in week 15 for Denver and Washington, respectively. We also have four quarterback changes this week in total. When you add in Jaron Hall, who it was announced is going to start for the Minnesota Vikings with Nick Mullen sitting back down and Tyrod Taylor earning his job back over Tommy DeVito. That that 15 minutes didn't last particularly long for our guy, Tommy Cutlets, no. did it? No, and I think his speaking rate probably went down to 7,500 as opposed to staying at 20K, right? I'm sure he'll sign autographs at the pizza place for, for 5,000, you know? Uh, look, I think this is a bigger issue, right? This is a broader discussion because with all these quarterbacks that are playing and the salaries on one end are going higher, the problem is water seeks its level. So average quarterbacks start to make way much, too much money. And you fall into this fall into this trap of, well, if we don't pay him, what are we going to do? It's what happened with Derek Carr. Nobody is going back to the Del Rio administration in, in Las Vegas or in Oakland before they moved to Gruden, to McDaniel. Everybody within that, they wanted to move on from Carr. They felt like, you know, it just wasn't going to ever happen. And they're right. But the problem was when they did finally move on from Carr, they didn't sign Stidham to, a, to an economic friendly deal. They lost them to the Broncos, and now they were chasing their tail trying to get Garoppolo or trying to trade. It became a problem. You have to have a plan for this, right? Like, like give Kevin O'Connell, he drafted Hall, this new starter now in Minnesota. He knows he's got to develop him, and he can. He's a very good quarterback coach. But I think we have to get back to where Ron Wolf was with the Packers with Mike Holmgren is draft quarterbacks, develop them. Holmgren was, Wolf was drafting them to sell them off as assets. Matt Hasselback, uh, uh, Brunel, right? He was doing that to sell them off. But I think now you have to do them off to let the guy go because you can't, you can't afford to pay him. 
I think you basically should look at the quarterback position as it's a five-year investment, unless you have Josh Allen, unless you have Patrick Mahomes, unless you have proven guys who are consistently great, consistently great, Lamar, right? Unless they're consistently great, you're going to overpay them. Like uh, uh, Trevor Lawrence, I think, is a perfect example of another guy who's going to be up in line for that at some point. You paying him, Stormy? You paying him? I, I can't. Uh, but at least so this is an interesting discussion with Trevor Lawrence specifically because he is somebody that has been there and he's had the availability whereas a lot of other quarterbacks haven't but this year specifically how many times Michael have we been talking about will he won't he play and he's playing through a lot of stuff and not playing well like is he doing his team a disservice at some point for the way that he's been I think I read that into what Doug Peterson said the other day. It's he's pro- he's probably shouldn't play. Meaning the kid wants to play, but we shouldn't play him. And and really, are they going to take that much of a setback going to C.J. Beathard? I mean, it's a little bit like the Jarrett Stidham Russell Wilson thing. Is it really going to be that much of a difference? You're managing the quarterback. I mean, I mean, let's face it. Lawrence is turning the ball over. I think the, the Lawrence uh, and and Nick Mullen are the two most turnover-prone quarterbacks over the last three weeks in the league, turning the ball over at a rapid rate. And so, like, what do you, what, what do you lose out of that? I, th- I think that's the question. Like, again, it goes back to a very simple element. Why did we win? Why did we lose? The Broncos weren't winning because of Russell Wilson. The, 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 clearly, the Jaguars aren't winning. They've lost three home games to really good teams, Kansas City, Baltimore and San Francisco and we're in neither of the games they were not their offense was atrocious in all of those games is that because you're not a good offensive coach Doug Peterson or is it because your quarterback's not playing well I think your quarterback's not playing well everybody thinks because you're coaching him he's playing better but nobody's watching the tape to see he's not and on a four-game losing streak the last two games put up seven points Put up 12 points last week against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, Lawrence missed practice all week. He was limited today dealing with an AC joint sprain that he suffered in that game against the Bucs. Uh, he's also had a high ankle. He's also had a knee. He's also had a concussion. Um, ultimately played through all of them. Jags are laying six and a half against the Carolina Panthers this week. Total 38. Any initial thoughts on that number? You know, I mean, I don't know how the Jags can come off this losing streak and be favored by this much, right? I mean, six and a half, the line is. Now, and especially Carolina, who just saw those Green Bay Packers and couldn't wait to move the football, right? I I, I mean, they play one of their better games. Look, I think the Jags are really in a a tough spot. They can't run the ball. They're 31st in the league in yards per attempt. They have no physicality to their team, and their defense has been leaking, leaking, leaking. And they were good in the beginning of the year because they were turning the ball over. Now when they don't turn the ball over, they get into real issues. I have a hard time, though. With all that being said, I think the line's too big. I don't think I would ever say this or take this in Russo because I don't trust Carolina on the road particularly. But if there's one side to play, I think the only side you could play is Carolina. I don't think you could play Jacksonville. I mean, Jacksonville has not. I mean, they've had they've had 10 turnovers in the last three weeks. Ten. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm with you. This, this game's a tough handicap, I feel like. Yeah, it real. It's a tough handicap because you're trying to play what's the motivation in the games too, right? You're trying to add that layer into your team. But this Jacksonville offense has not been good. They're 23rd and third down. They've been bad on third down all year. 
And he's played better on the road than he's actually played at home. I'm speaking about Lawrence. But they turn the ball over. They're 29th in the league in turnovers. Fortunately, they're second in the league in forcing turnovers with their defense. It's been their salvation on defense. But you can throw the football on them like crazy. I mean, they've given up over 300 yards more defensively than they have they move the ball offensively. Yeah, and uh, again, riding a four-game losing streak right now against a Panthers team that's just trying to find something positive. And two weeks ago, they got their first win in a really, really long time to bump up those numbers to two, doubled that, that win total from le- earlier on in the season. Um, but also played a very, very competitive game this past week. And I think that there is a motivation factor for the Carolina Panthers just to have a win and have that feeling, right? So uh, getting six and a half in this spot, I would like it more if it was seven. Total yeah. 38. Um, we're going to step aside here on the Lombardi line, but when we come back, we got to dive into Thursday night football a bit more. The Browns and Jets going head to head later on today in Cleveland. Joe Flacco, Flacco fever, Flacco mania, whatever you want to call it, has taken over Cleveland. The dog pound is going to be rocking tonight, but can they continue to light it up in the pass game against one of the best pass defenses in the NFL? We'll get to it all and more when we return on the Lombardi line. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSEN, the sports betting network. 
Looking to bet smarter? The VSIN has the perfect holiday gift for you. Sign up on our holiday special today. You'll get VSIN Pro access to everything we do from now through May 1st for only $79. Sign up, you'll get unlimited access to our daily best bets, exclusive betting splits, premium analysis, and 24 7 video, plus all our betting guides and best bets for the college bowl games, the Super Bowl, and March Madness. Don't miss out, though. This is a limited holiday offer. VSIN.com slash subscribe is how you can sign up. That's VSIN.com slash subscribe. Do you disagree with these takes? No way. Uh-uh, no way. Or do you approve? Oh, no doubt. No doubt. No doubt my mind. No diggity, no doubt. It's time to ask Michael Lombardi. No way or no doubt. Okay, I know I tease Thursday Night Football. I got a little ahead of myself. We'll get back to that with Mike Palm in about 15 minutes. It's time for No Way or No Doubt. No Michael doubt. Lombardi and Stormy Tony with you. Let's start right here in Vegas, Michael. Antonio Pierce has not been shy about the fact that he wants the head coaching gig here in Vegas. He says his resume is on the grass. Vegas is 4-3 and three since he's taken over, which did include a historic performance against the Chargers and a win over the defending Super Bowl champion Chiefs, despite being a 10-and-a-half point dog but is it enough no way or no doubt Michael the Raiders should remove the tag and give Antonio Pierce the head coaching gig next year I think there's there should be no doubt they should but they also should see what's out there right they know what they have in Pierce they know his strengths and weaknesses you've got seven games but Let's just hypothetically say that you have a chance to get a Jim Harbaugh or maybe there's another coach out there, Mike Tomlin. I don't think that's going to happen, but I'm just saying, I think patience is a virtue here. You know, continue on the Pierce road. You still have to interview minority candidates, even though uh, Pierce is the head coach interim label. So give yourself some time and see what happens in this league. I think January is going to be a combustible situation in the National Football League, and there may present itself with an option that you can't see today. So I say no way he should get it now, but there's no doubt if anybody doesn't come out meaning of an elite level, then he should be able to carry on. Now, I would be very, I would be careful because I wouldn't give him a long-term deal. I'd make him keep earning it because I'm not sure where I'm going here. I got to fix the quarterback. And right now he's been reluctant to do that. Right. Like I, my one fear with the AP stuff is that like, I don't want this team to rush into hiring him and giving him that long-term deal just because they have regrets about maybe not giving Rich Bisaccia an opportunity the last time that they had an interim and he probably deserved maybe a year to get that chance maybe and they didn't do it so could it be a year-long deal like is that something that's realistic could you give a guy a year-long contract or a two-year contract yeah yeah, I think what Mark Davis has to make a decision he's got to decide do I want to bring somebody in who's going to run the program and make the players report to him or am I going to allow the players to have the say in what we do because that's really what changed right you know, McDaniels was running the program. The players were complaining to Mark Davis about the program. And Mark Davis wants the players to be happy. And, and, and trust me, if he hired Jim Harbaugh, it would go back to the McDaniel way. It would go back to the McDaniel way. So he's got to decide. If he likes it now the way it is and he thinks he can, can win this way with the players having so much involvement and so much say, you know, and having a direct access to him, then go with it. 
But if he goes the other way, he's going to have to change himself because if he's going to let the players influence his decision making, he's going to get himself into another bad contract. And, and hey, the players do seem to have bought into to Antonio Pierce's leadership. He does have the Super Bowl pedigree as a as a player. Now, you mentioned Jim Harbaugh, Michigan head coach Harbaugh. He's interviewed for head coaching jobs in the NFL each of the last couple of years, ended up staying at Michigan. They win another Big Ten title. But this year, with everything that's been going on off the field, the NCAA recruiting violation stuff, then, of course, the sign stealing. Maybe Jim Harbaugh does come back to the NFL. No way or no doubt, Michael. Should he, though? What do you think? No doubt he should return to the NFL. I mean, he likes the NFL. He's 71% winning percentage coach. He's won everywhere he's been. I think college football, the nitpicking that's been going on. I mean, do you realize the three-game suspension he served was over a meal at IHOP? I mean, seriously, we're giving NIL money to millions of dollars, and he's serving a three-game suspension over an IHOP conversation and when recruiting. Or, you know, it's like, it's a bizarre. I think the college landscape is broken. I think it's broken. Chip Kelly talked about it on McAfee. He's right. It's broken. And I, I don't think anybody in college football who has a chance to come back to the NFL, ask Todd Munkin. You know, he's working on a, a national championship team, and he left to come to the NFL because I think the college football is broken. If you have a chance to go to pro football, you should do it. When he was asked uh, this week, obviously they're getting ready for the game against Alabama. When he was asked this week about a potential return to the NFL, as expected, said, hey, we're very one-track minded right now. He's not going to talk about that right now. Let's move forward to another quarterback situation. Michael, out in Pittsburgh, no way or no doubt, the Steelers should stick with Mason Rudolph at quarterback the rest of the way this year. No doubt they should. I mean, look, I'm not in love with Mason Rudolph, but the one thing Mason has always done in his short career, five and four as a starter before last week, six and four now, is throw the deep ball and, you know, get the ball to Pickens. I mean, they made connections. I don't think Pickett throws the ball well, and I think the team rallied around him. Now, he's going to go into Seattle. That's going to be a tough place to play. Seattle needs the game, the offensive line with the crowd noise, bad lines don't travel. I think it's going to be a hard game for Pittsburgh, you know, especially without making Fitzpatrick and a beat up secondary Geno Smith has to play much better than they did against Tennessee for the three quarters but no doubt they should keep Rudolph I mean why would you change now you had the best offensive performance you've had in a long long time yep 34 points last week the most by far they've had this year and Pickett when healthy just six passing touchdowns in 12 games which is actually fewer than he had last year in his rookie season let's stick with uh with the quarterback position once again Brock Purdy coming off his worst game as a pro in his career and it ain't close had four picks this past week against the Ravens no way or no doubt we should not overreact to Brock Purdy's four pick performance I don't think we should overreact at all. I mean, one of them was a corner blitz that got tipped. You know, another one got tipped in the air. You know, Kyle Hamilton came back. Look, you know, we've seen it happen before to great quarterbacks. Brady's had bad days. They've all had them. You know, he's had a bad day. Didn't play well. The whole team didn't play well, frankly. They got behind in the game. We know when they get behind in a game, they can't come back. We know they're not a drop-back pass team. It changes the whole dynamic of their team. They've got to move on. I think it was the best thing that ever happened to the 49ers because now they don't go into the playoffs thinking we're invincible, right? They know they have vulnerability, especially against a quarterback that can move, right? They rushed very conservatively in the game. They didn't pin their ears back because they knew Lamar could take off at any moment. 
and so their defensive strength was neutralized just by the presence of Lamar on the field. So for as much as we want to overreact to Brock, we shouldn't we shouldn't overreact to the loss because it was situational. It's not going to happen every time. Yeah, and quite frankly, the sample of Brock Purdy playing well far exceeds the sample of him playing poorly, and he still leads the league in QBR as over 4,000 yards this year. So if the 49ers are number one in the NFC, as we all still put them there, who's number two with the Eagles and Cowboys slipping in recent weeks? No way or no doubt, Michael, the Rams are the second best team in the NFC right now. I would say no doubt on that. And I and I say this because in a single elimination tournament, I think the Rams are going to be hard to play. Do I think the Rams can win three games? No. I think their depth, they'll bit worn down. But in a game plan game, like we saw them go back into Baltimore and motion and create havoc for the Ravens to get their communication so that they weren't able to blitz him. I'm talking about Matthew Stafford. They weren't able to get home on Matthew Stafford. He played the game clean. They're tough. McVay is a great coach. Let's face it. He's a great strategist. He's a great game plan guy. And Raheem Morris deserves as much praise as McVay. He's done a tremendous job of calling the game, working the game. He deserves another opportunity to be a head coach. You know, for all the people that want to jump on the Eric Bieniemy bandwagon, Raheem Morris is really made a difference for this team with a lot of players you can't even name. He's done a great job. He's earned it with the, on the field, on the grass, if you will. And I think McVay's a tough out. Now, do I think they're the second best team? In, a, in one game, yes, not in three. Okay, okay. Uh, Matt Stafford, after throwing five interceptions and just three touchdowns the first four games of the season, has not had a multiple interception game since. And over their four-game win streak, ten touchdowns, no picks. Let's hit one more. The Kansas City Chiefs, Michael. No way or no doubt. Chiefs are pretenders this season. They're not going anywhere in the playoffs. They are pretenders. I mean, they, they, they remind me of the 2019 New England Patriots that, that lost to Miami at home and then had to go play Tennessee and lost. Brady's last year. Just no explosiveness on offense, Stormy. They can't score points. They can't. They won't accept who they are. They won't accept that they have to methodically work the ball. They got to win with their defense. You know, and they won't change what they've done in past. I mean, they can't make explosive plays. They've lived on explosive plays. They have no speed. Their team, their offensive line is the cornerstone problem of everything. We want to blame the receivers, but the tackles are bad. Their guards are not playing well. Nobody in that front is playing well. Watch Andy Reid change this offensive line this offseason completely. First time since Patrick Mahomes has been quarterback of the Kansas City Chiefs that they will not have home field in the playoffs, which is crazy to think about. They're eliminated from the top seed. They're just used to being in this role. They're used to being the top dog. It's been a very, very different season. Uh, one for Kansas City that I'd say they don't have an identity this year, which is very odd to say. We're going to step aside when we come back. VP of Operations here at Circa, Mike Palm, is going to join us. We got Thursday Night Football and Survivor conversation coming up. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni on VSEN, the sports betting network. Back here on the Lombardi Line. Come join us. Become a VEASAN Pro subscriber today. You'll get a daily email recapping all the best bets from our show hosts and guests, as well as unlimited access to our VEASAN.com slash picks page. I know you love the picks. You can sort them by sport, matchup, event date, and more. You can also check on the top VEASAN experts leaderboard, where you can view betting records, profit, and ROI. See which VEASAN expert has the hot hand. For VEASAN Pro Picks, betting splits, power ratings, plus 24-7 video access, become a VEASAN Pro subscriber today. If you sign up now, it's just $9 and 99 
vcin.com slash subscribe is how you can do it alongside Michael Lombardi, Stormy Bond and Tony with you as we welcome in like we do each and every Thursday VP of operations here at Circa Resort and Casino, Mike Palm. And there are almost as many people on this show right now as there are left in Circa Survivor. And then there were four. <laughs> Crazy. And then there were four and winners. So the four people, there's two proxies left. Two have Tom Carroll, two have Winner's Circle, um, which used to be Callie and Brad, and then it was Brad, and then now it's a conglomeration of people. But Winner's Circle just tweeted out, we have a chop. So I think they will announce the details. Obviously, it has to be done, and they're saying it's done, before the Cleveland game kicks, because Circus Master's going to use Cleveland. I mean, look, at he's got to. Uh, use Cleveland. He actually, I know there's people tweeting out, Michael, he shouldn't chop or he should get more in the chop because of his position. And obviously the Russell Wilson news hurts the rest because that game suddenly has more variability to it. And then you're probably going to be stuck with Houston or Chicago or maybe Minnesota if you want to go last on New Year's Eve to have the last game. But my sense is that they probably saved not a full chop, but my sense just from talking to some of them is saved somewhere between 1.5 and 2 million each and then play for whatever's left, whether that's 3.2, 2.2, 1.2, oh, whatever I see it is. What you're saying. You know what I mean? I got it. They'll save yeah. so that everybody's guaranteed at least a million and a half or a million seven, five or two million. Wow. And so, and then what happens if everybody wins and gets to the end? They, they just yeah. share it all. And anyway. they all just share it all. But let's say only two make it, then they've made a legal contract yeah. to pay out the other two. That's awesome. Yeah. How long does it take to get that contract written up? I mean, well, that would be kind of difficult. So they knew only at the end of, well, they knew Sunday night they were down to four. So they've had since late Sunday night till today to do it. I'm sure that to your point, Michael probably took 24 to 36 hours to get the legal documents in place and, and have your lawyers look it over and sign off on it and ask questions and redline and all that. So so I don't, obviously I don't know the backstory of these four people Mm -hmm. that are remaining, but if you are just a normal everyday human being to have that signed today and know that you're a millionaire, it's pretty amazing feeling. I think so. And of course, the guy, the golden boy, the poker player who, when they were at 13, Didn't said, want a stood up and said, I'm the greatest in the world. I mean, he, he's probably the MVP of, of Survivor, Michael, because every great story needs a great villain. And who could have been a better <laughs> villain? I mean, this guy, this, everywhere I look, I, I put out a tweet about the, the officiating and they're going about circus and why didn't this guy chop? Glad he lost. I mean, everything's about, it's like a national story, not just a sports story. And so I think that helped the contest. And Mitch Moss said this morning, he thinks we get 12,000 entries next year. And maybe he's a little light. I think he's a little light. I mean, yeah. I think a it's an impossible thing to win, but the, the the intrigue and the way this thing plays out is is so much fun. And I don't care if you are the best sports better. The NFL can humble you in a hurry. I mean, it can humble you in a hurry because you can sit there and say, "Well, I, I like this team." I mean, if you took the Giants and laid, if you took the Eagles and laid the 12, you watched that game five times, you think you covered. Only the Eagles gave the ball away. You know, with the NFL, anything can happen. I mean, the Raiders don't complete a pass after the first quarter and win the game, right? And if you would have played Kansas City in that game, you would have said, oh, wait a minute, hold on, right? Yeah. And, you know, if we wouldn't, if the Denver doesn't lose to New England, 
two of the, those folks out of the 10 would have had to use Kansas City. That would have been an even more brutal way to go out than Denver losing, oh, right? Oh, for sure. Well, and, and yeah. even, even to what you said about about um, the, the guy who didn't want to chop, who was saying, yeah. nope, I'm, I'm good. It was so funny following social media and seeing everybody saying like, can can Denver lose, but we oh. still have like he be the only one that gets eliminated? Like, let's I want to root for these other people. I just don't want to root for him. Like all of that following it was hysterical. I felt like this week, but four oh. remaining Circus Master, Indiana uh, Jet, I, Jax Jags uh, and LaJoneser. I've met two of them. I met Circus Master. He's from an older gentleman, my older 55, 60 from Dallas. Uh, he was here with his stepchildren who are from Houston, who are in their you know late 20s, early 30s. They were here Sunday. Uh, I met them. We know L.A. Jones is the guy that mistakenly put in the wrong pick on Thanksgiving. That is such a cool story. His mother had died three days earlier. Now, here's also the lesson of having a proxy, Michael. So he has Tom Carroll. His mother died. He's in a fog. You know, he's he's saved in Detroit for Thanksgiving. But on Tom Carroll's website, on his app, he mistakenly punched Green Bay. He didn't know he punched Green Bay. But on Saturday morning... Tom Carroll's calling him, say, hey, what's your survivor pick? He said, no, Tom, I lost. I had I had Detroit. He said, no, oh you, you submitted to me Green Bay, and I played Green Bay. You're still alive, and here he is. It probably has guaranteed himself at least a million and a half. What a story that is. Indiana Jet I haven't met, but I know that he's been a follow-the-money listener for years. And then um, Jack's Jags. Now, they're all going to be here this weekend is, is what I hear from Jeff Benson. They all have rooms. They all have lines of credit. Meanwhile, whatever they're still, they're still going to be playing for something, I assume. Right. They're still so they still have hedge money and going for whatever the however many couple million is still left in the pot or however they do it. Um, so I would think Houston's a good play. I mean, I yeah. know you lose Denver. I, I wouldn't even be scared to play Denver as much. I think I would play Houston over Denver this week mm-hmm. because of Stroud coming back and Tennessee's offensive line. Those are always tough games. I would play Indy if I had them. I really would. You would. Wow. What, what do you make would, of it? What Don't you give some respect to the Raiders' defense here? I do, but I think if if you are Sean Shane Steichen, you're sitting there saying if Mahomes throws this thing, if he just does this, you know, you got to block him. Indy's mm-hmm. offensive line's got to yep. block him. Minshew plays better at home. Look, it's not going to be easy, but they'll move the ball on the Raiders. I mean, the Raiders haven't become this immovable object, right? Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, they basically, the Chiefs, they exposed the Chiefs' offensive line, and they won on the road. But I'm going to go against Aiden O'Connell if I have a chance against anybody. Why wouldn't I? Like he can't complete a pass. One, one I mean, complete, like not a single completion after the first quarter. Like and you if I, win. if I'm to. going down, if I, I mean, it's kind of like what what Ferris Bueller, you know, at, at the restaurant when he said, "I'm not going down with this guy." Like I'm, if I'm going to go down, it's not going to be betting against some good quarterback. I'm going to go down with a quarterback that can't complete passes. Mike, I wanted to ask you this about the whole Russell Wilson situation, right? So Peyton announces the change to Stidham. Right. And says it's a decision to win games. It's not motivated by finances or anything else. But yet at the same time, Denver releases the story that they tried to and brought everybody on God's green acre in to get Russell Wilson to restructure uh, the incentives. And he wouldn't. But it has nothing to do with that. But they released the story on the same day. What, What percentage is it? The contract and what percentage is it? They think Stidham gives them a much better chance to win than Russell Wilson. I think Stidham gives Sean peace of mind that'll do what he tells him to do, Mm. that the play Mm -hmm. he calls will be executed the way it's called. 
okay, if we're going to call Y2 stick banana, we're going to throw the ball to the flat. We're not going to hold it. We're not going to look around. We're not going to look at the rush and try to move around and take a sack. You know, we're going to, it's a good call or it's a bad call. I think that's part of it. I think the second part of it is certainly the contract. You know, Russell is not worth $48.5 million per year. It's just not. This is an overpayment, and they got to get away from it somehow. And if they go down the road where he gets hurt, then, you know, then they're stuck on the, they could be stuck for another 70 million. They don't want to do that. So you got to get out of it. It's my problem with the Arizona Cardinals. Mike, you watch this league as close as anybody. Do you see Kyler Murray as a franchise quarterback? He's not a leader. Um, I, I, I wouldn't have him on my roster. I think he's bad for your organization. And he's not playing good. Forget all the personality. Like, watch him against the Bears. Like, the Bears, they, they weren't even in the game. Now, look, you say, well, the team's not good around him. Well, he's eating up the majority of our cap. They should like, have won in Houston. They won in Pittsburgh. There's no reason that team couldn't have beaten the Bears except for the way they played. Mike, I want to ask you this to close this segment. If the Vikings' acquisition of Herschel Walker is the worst trade of all time, where does this – Denver acquisition of Russell Wilson rank. Well, this is different now because okay. this is the worst of all time. Because oh. when you factor in the contract, this lead this is the leader in the clubhouse. This is by far the <laughs> they were giving away draft picks, right? Yeah. And it didn't it didn't affect their cap. It affected their humility, but it didn't affect their cap. This this has Russell flies out of sells that big home in Colorado and his presence is still over this organization for the next two years. This is even worse than the Lawrence Welk, John Hadle trade, a one, a two, and a three. This is the worst of all time. But you could, I think you could argue on the other side that the best trade for the Cowboys, they built a dynasty off that yep. trade with the draft, but they, they nailed all they the picks, obviously. They, they hit the picks. <laughs> yeah. but, but, you know, look, when you, when you have to eat the cap and the player stinks, oh boy. I was going to say, and even Watson, like that's a picks things too, but his contract is massive and he's not playing well there's been a lot of bad trades in the nfl we'll be right back on the lombardi line stay with us there's no distance too far for the perfect trip hi checking in for or the perfect table hey where are you And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on... 
the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSEN, the sports betting network. This week, new customers can bet $5 in pocket, $150 in bonus bets instantly, and they'll get NBA League Pass for the rest of the season. Download the app and use the promo code VSIN when you sign up. That's V-S-I-N, DraftKings Sportsbook. The crown is yours. We're back here on the Lombardi line. Michael Lombardi, Stormy Bonantoni, Mike Palm, VP of Operations here at Circa, joining us in studio. And before we get to Palm's pressing three, I know you got some great questions for our guy Michael here. I wanted to just get your thoughts quickly on Thursday night football. Ball. Uh, I was calling it the Flacco revenge game. <laughs> Browns Jets coming up tonight. Uh, I teased. Uh, I teased them down just because you know the Jets can pro- pose problems for your defensive. You know, the, from a defensive side, I don't know what what the Jets can score. This Cleveland defense at home is really good. Flacco's. I mean, I'm surprised how much Stefanski's aggressive and attacking down the field. Hearing it out, it's unbelievable. Uh, I asked Jason Conforto, who's who covers the uh, Ravens. I said, "What's the one matchup you don't want in the playoff? What team?" And he said, "We do not want to see the Browns." He said, "Flacco will come in here with house money. He won't care. They don't have any expectations." He said, "Buffalo. Now they think they're going back to the Super. There's all this hype around them. Other teams, you know." They won't get tight, Cleveland, and let's not forget they hung 39 on us in, in Deshaun's last game in our place this year. So uh, he said, we really don't want to face Cleveland. Mike, Mike, just for the record, Stefanski with Deshaun Watson called 28.5 passes per game. Mm-hmm. With Joe Flacco off the couch, no <laughs> offseason, 42 and a half. And they haven't been behind in games. The only game yeah. that they were behind was the fourth quarter against the Rams. Yeah. Like the guy's dialing up pass plays. Like he's in heaven. Mm-hmm. I, my question is, nobody's asked this: is what's going to happen next year? You got to bring Flacco back the way he's playing. Yeah, and he, they even st- if he's the backup. Yeah, and he might be the backup to DTR, right? <laughs> he. I mean, what do you, well, you can't get rid of Watson. He's sixty-five million on the cap, <laughs> guaranteed. <laughs> See, and that's why we were talking about those bad contracts. That's another one yeah. added to the list. I was I was stoked, though, because last week we were talking a lot about like Joe Flacco attempts overs, yards overs. I'm curious what it's going to look like today because the Jets pass defense is still really yeah. efficient. So uh, 233 and a half Flacco's yards this week He's had multiple 300 yard games. The Jets don't tend to give up many of those, though. No, they don't. All right, Michael, you're going to do yep. a little different format today. Ooh. All right. It's really three parts of one question, but... You have stated that a central part of your handicap for each game is the matchup of the coordinators or play callers. Let's look at three games this weekend that feature high-profile matchups and get your analysis of the matchup and figure out if that inspires a bet. We'll go chronologically. So number one, let's start Saturday night in Jerry World, the Lions' Ben Johnson versus the Cowboys' Dan Quinn. 
Dan Quinn did a really good job on them last year. Go back and watch what they did. The Lions weren't as an explosive team back then. They beat them 24 to 6, turned the ball over. Goff had a chance. But he does put pressure on Goff. And I think Ben Johnson, having seen that tape and knows how he plays them, can understand how he's going to get attacked. The issue here is this defensive front for Dallas is much better playing at home. And they're going to have to run the football. They're going to have to control the pace of the game. I, I do think Ben Johnson gains an advantage from having played him last year uh, and certainly can know what to expect having been down there. But this is a good matchup. Both guys are very good at their craft. Both guys will make good adjustments. All right, let's move to Sunday afternoon in Charm City, the quasi-homophone matchup. The Dolphins' Mike McDaniel mm-hmm. against the Ravens' Mike McDonald. Yeah, well, this is an interesting one because we got to go back to last year when the Ravens were blowing them out and Mike Mike McDaniel just started heaving the ball down the field. Remember, Tyreek Hill had two passes. One time they didn't even cover him. Now, where Mike McDaniel has an advantage a little bit here is he watched what Sean McVay do and he watched what he's watched Sean McVay and he's watched Kyle, his protege, his, his teacher. And he's seen McDaniels, he's seen McDonald attack those two teams. And McVay had him off balance. McVay used a lot of motion to create confusion within the defense. If Kyle Hamilton can't go and their signal caller, I think Mike McDaniel has an advantage because one thing he's going to see on the tape is he's going to see that Matthew Stafford really didn't get hit that much, that the motion created confusion, that the motion created some disruption of their blitz package on how they were going to attack, where Kyle didn't take advantage of that. And so those two tapes, I think, give McDaniel a huge advantage in this game. I think it gives them a huge advantage going in in terms of the game plan. And look, I think Baltimore's tough to beat at home. I think Baltimore's really a good team. But there is an emotional letdown having to fly back all the way from San Francisco to play another really good team. I think McDaniel will have a good plan and he'll build off of what he did in the fourth quarter. And if they don't pressure, if they don't pressure too, the weather's not going to be a factor. I think it really sets itself up for the Dolphins to maybe control their destiny in the in the in the AFC. We said last week, Michael, something had to give in South Florida. The Dolphins were going to beat a winning team or Dallas was going to cure the road blues. The Dolphins win by two lane, one and a half. But which team do you think acquitted themselves better in that game? I don't think either did, mm. right? I think, look, mm. when you win the game and have five field goals, right, and, and, and you have to kick three of them over 50 yards, your kicker going into that game was two for four on 50-yard kick, Sanders, and he made all three of them pretty good, right? So I think Dallas showed that they can win it. They turned the ball over. I think both teams are good enough to beat winning teams. I think we learned that both teams are good. And the thing that I think gets lost a lot with Miami is how good they are on defense. Like, their defense is good, and they're hard to block up front. And you better be really good in the offensive line. And Baltimore did a great job of blocking last week against against San Francisco. But really what happened in that game, Mike, was because of because of Lamar Jackson's ability to move, the 49ers didn't pin their ears back and go. And so he neutralized their pass rush just by his presence. They were not going full out. They were kind of under control. That's what Miami's going to have to play under control because if you let this guy get out of the pocket, it's a 40-yard gain. All right, the final matchup on New Year's Eve Eve in the Twin Cities. Your guy, the Packers' Matt (laughs) LaFleur against the Vikings' Brian Flores. 
All right, let me ask you a question before I answer your question. What was Matt LaFleur doing when Jair Alexander was out there at the coin toss? If you were, if you, like, what do you think he was doing? I mean, Big Daddy, my cousin, thinks he was combing his hair because he gets a haircut every week. Like, what do you think he was doing? Like, wouldn't you think that if somebody went out for the coin toss and you were the head coach of the team, you would say, what's he doing out there? Get that guy out of there. Well, that's what I, was my number one no hyperbole. How did LaFleur allow this to happen? He was probably looking for where the Packer fans were in the stands in Charlotte and getting them on their feet. But the, the saving thing in his defense is he went and told Kemp if we win the toss, we're deferring. Right. Maybe if he doesn't do that, he just takes it as defense. But Kemp kind of had common sense, whereas Bill Vinovich calls a safety when his umpire tackles Lamar in the end zone. But, <laughs> exactly. But, but also, to carry off of that, not only LaFleur, Michael, but how do the – the other captains that are walking I out there, the how do they thing, not say Stormy, something? Like, look, look at him like, what are you doing out here? You don't belong out here. Like, this shows you have no leadership. Well, I mean, Flores is going out He's coach not. He was born in Philadelphia. He moved yeah. to North Carolina when he was three. That's another false narrative. The yeah, guy's I mean, it's just barely it's intelligible. I mean, it's, it's how about amazing. Jack Jones saying that he really wasn't taking the ball away from the kid. He was yeah. just keeping the other guy from taking it. Like, yeah. I'm not buying that. Oh, my gosh. Like, I'm not that buying that. I saw that whole thing. That was disgusting. I think Brian Flores will do a good job. I think everybody expects Flores to, to blitz Jordan Love. <laughs> but I think Flores is smart enough to know that Love does a good job. And I think Flores will adjust it. Look, they can't. They got to stop turning the ball over. I mean, Flores forced turnovers last week, did a great job, but, you know, he's got Nick Mullen giving the ball away like it's like it's Christmas. You know, it's like Santa Claus. Hey, you want the ball? Go ahead, take it. You know, you had to bench him. I mean, it was ridiculous. That is for Jaron Hall, Mike? No. <laughs> I'll be at these parties. We got, for the first time, simultaneous parties, semi-simultaneous, 6 to 9 at the D, and 7.30 to 10 here. So we'll, that party, I'll introduce Derek at 7.15 at the D. I'll introduce him here at 8.45. That party will end with the New York City ball drop at 9, right? And this party will end with the Nashville ball drop at 10. So, Mike, let me ask you, if, if you're getting ready to introduce Derek yeah. and say a, mm -hmm. a blackjack dealer that works at Circa came over to take over the introduction, what would you do? Uh, I'd, I'd physically throw them off the stage. I mean, because they like have not prepared as good an introduction. Yeah, no, I know that. I mean, but right. this is what we're dealing with here in Green Bay. Like, it's unbelievable. And nobody said a word, Stormy. They all just sat back and said, oh, it's okay. Well, we'll just do it. No problem. And, but, and Michael, when he's asked about it in he the locker understand. room afterwards, he just is so oblivious. It's, it's mind-boggling. It's almost as if the I, I reporters were talking the to a three-year-old trying to explain the situation. I would have deactivated him. I would say, look, you're suspended for a game and go home. Like, I've, you can't win with him. I'm just telling you, you can't win with players like that. There's no chance you can win like that. Usually the end of my introductions of Derek are this. And on the seventh day, he rested. <laughs> That's great. You guys are going to have a blast. New Year's oh, Eve is yeah. going to be amazing here. Oh, yes. Legacy Club. Then you're going to get all the Circus Survivor people in town. Oh, yeah. That's that's got to be part one of the funnest parts of your job though is like meeting all those guys, learning their stories. So cool. Survivor, the whole thing is one of the funnest part yeah. of my. It's just a compelling so contest. Good. Down to it's four. So good. Uh, that's a wrap for us today on the Lombardi Thanks, line. Thanks, Mike Pop. Thank Thanks you, for Michael hanging Lombardi. out, everybody. Happy New Year. Happy God bless New you. Year. Good luck yeah, with Millie. your bets. Oh. Thank you. You too, Mike. Yeah. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.